Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. The title of this sermon is called The Blessings of Obedience. You know, I mentioned that Anna and I celebrated 24 years of marriage and you know what? Um, my beautiful wife would not have wanted to go with me to Tahoe if I had not been an obedient husband to her for the 23 years prior, right? And I wouldn't have wanted to go to Tahoe if she had not been an obedient wife to me. How many know that's how it works? And really, guys, the way it works is a happy wife is a happy life. There, there ain't no happy husband. No, it's, it's about a happy wife is a happy life. That's, a, that's for you guys. That's for free, all right? So work on that. But in other words, to have blessings in your life, there has to be a place where you're obedient. And in our marriage, we've learned to do that. It doesn't come natural, though. I'll tell you that right now. Obedience doesn't come natural. And all we have to do is to understand that is look at Genesis, the very first place where disobedience began with Adam and Eve. Here, God gave them everything they needed. Eden, the Garden of Eden, which, which means paradise. They were in paradise. It looked prettier than Micronesia. It was prettier than Guam, than Hawaii. This was paradise. They had everything set up. God said, you can do anything in here you want. You just can't do this one thing. Everybody say one thing. One thing. And that's all they did is that they broke that one thing. And we know that's our human nature because what happens when we tell our kids, don't touch that hot stove. What do they go do? They touch the hot stove. Don't touch those cookies that I just baked. What do they do? They go grab the cookies. They go do the one thing they're not to do because it's something in our nature that wants to go against what we know is right. And so what we need is God's help to be able to become obedient. Amen? I don't know about you, but I can't be obedient as I need to be without God's help. If it was up to me alone, doing it my way, oh, I'd make a mess of things. I would have been a terrible father, a terrible husband, a terrible employee. I mean, the list goes on. But with God's help, we can become obedient. And what we learn when we're obedient is that blessings follow. Wise, when, when your husband is making you happy, his life is blessed, isn't it? It goes better with him. Conversely, when, when your husband is making you upset, is he going to get a blessing? No, far from it. In fact, you guys aren't even going to talk to each other. You're going to play the ignoring game. I don't know who you are. I'm not even going to talk to you. In fact, I may not even sleep in the same room with you. It might get that bad, but... What I want to talk to you about this morning is that, is that when we walk in obedience to God, blessings follow. Yeah. Everybody say that with me. When we walk in obedience to God, blessings will follow. That's a true statement. I don't care what you do. I don't care what it is, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's obviously true in the statement with our relationship to God, but it could be in your in your um, co-worker um, uh, relationship with your, with your boss. It could be as a fellow employee. When you are living a life of obedience, blessings will follow. I want to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28 
And there's a, quite a few scriptures there I want to read from, but Deuteronomy chapter 28, and if you'll stand with me if you can this morning for the reading of God's word, we're going to read this passage, Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting in verse 1 and through verse 14. Say amen when you're there. Amen. And you should be there because you have it on your outline. Do you have an outline? Nope. Um, if we can pass some outlines out real quick, we got them in the back there. And it's blessings of obedience. And the ushers will get those to you right now. But Deuteronomy chapter 28. And here I'm just going to set this up. The Lord is telling these people here, the Levites, or excuse me. He's telling the people here that when they follow his words of of obedience, blessings will follow. In fact, after the first 14 verses that I read, he spends the rest of the time, verse 15 through 64, I think, verse 66, on the curses that follow you when you walk out of obedience or when you're walking in disobedience. But I want to focus this morning on these 14 verses of walking in obedience. So starting in verse 1 of chapter 28, it says the following, Now it shall be if you diligently, everybody say diligently, Obey the Lord your God, being careful, say careful with me, to do all his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in your city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, and the offspring of your beasts, the increase of your herd, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way, and will flee before you seven ways. Verse 8. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will only be above, and you will not be underneath, if you listen to the commands of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this morning's word. We thank you for this word of promises, of blessings. Lord, that when we listen to you, when we obey your commands, when that Holy Spirit speaks to us, 
that when we choose to listen and follow your ways, that blessings will be heaped upon us. And Father, I pray that every listener here this morning would capture this, that their soul and their spirit would receive it this morning. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him again, blessings of obedience are a good thing. Amen. 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 What was that, Bianca? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. How many know that God wants all of you? Does, does God want you just on Sundays? Does He want you on Saturdays too? Every day. Every day, amen? Every hour. Every hour. That's even the best way to put it. God wants us every hour. I know there's people not in this church and in churches throughout America, throughout the world that just feel that God only wants them on Sundays. Or maybe it's those CEOs, those Christmas and Easter only people that come on Christmas and Easter. That's the only time they want to give to God. God's here to remind you, and I'm here to remind you today, He wants your attention every day of your life. Amen? You know, going back to verse 1 here, and we're going to talk about three quick points here this morning. Verse 1 said, if you diligently obey the Lord your God. Diligently. And I want to share with you, what, what does that word mean, diligently? Well, this is the word definition in, in the concordance or the definition in the Bible. The Hebrew word here is shama, which means to give, earnest, heed, to hear, heard for certain, indeed, obey, keep on listening, listen attentively, listen carefully, listen closely, listen obediently, obedient. All the things that you knew as a child to do when your mom and dad were talking to you, right? Especially dad, when your dad talked to you, you had to listen. Remember the old commercial? When uh, I think it was a Merrill Lynch commercial, when Merrill Lynch speaks, everybody listens, right? Something like that. And, and, and that's what we need to do with the Word of God. The Word of God says, when you hear these commands, when you read these commands, when you hear them like the song was saying, that's up to you right now to now obey that. Don't just hear them as the book of James says and just be a, a, a reader, or a listener, and not a doer. He wants you to listen and then act. The Word of God always challenges you and I. It's saying, here, now what are you going to do about it? Here, now what are you going to do about it? Are you going to follow these instructions? Are you going to follow these commands? And as God being the owner of the manual, He created this body just like He created yours. He knows what's best for you, Amen. He, he didn't create these commands to put you in a little box so you couldn't have fun. You know, that's what some people think of church, that they think, well, now I got to do this and I can't do that and that's no fun. That's what I used to think as a non-believer. But all of a sudden, the Lord opened these doors to me and I began to see all these blessings that the Bible talks about that I never experienced before as an unbeliever. Now they're free. They're available to me for free. All he's saying is, listen to me and obey me, amen? Throughout the Word of God, he wants us to do things 100%. Now, we know that as human beings, we're going to fail, we're going to fall short. I don't expect anybody here to follow every single law and commandment of God. That's impossible, humanly impossible. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, 
to die on a cross for us. Because he knew that you and I couldn't obey the law, the commands of, of the word of God. He sent us his son so that mercy and grace would be upon us. We live in this era of grace. God covers a multitude of sins right through his blood. He covers and, and washes that away from us. But at the same time, he wants all of you. He wants all of you. There's not just giving a part of you once a week uh, to God. There's not just giving him Sundays or maybe part of Mondays. He wants all of you. He, that means when you get up in the morning, you say, Lord, thank you for this day. I don't know about you as, as young people, but the older we get, the more we say, Lord, thank you for this day. Because we know people. Like Irene said this morning, none of us have tomorrow promised. None of us know when that day will come. All I know is I'm one day closer to finally meeting the Lord. Today, one day closer, just like you and I. We're all one day closer. But at the same time, he wants us to give all of our being to him. Amen? Amen. He wants the Monday through Sunday believer. He doesn't just want the Sunday believer. He wants each of us to dedicate our lives in walking in obedience to him. Now that means when you mess up, pick yourself up and just say, Lord, forgive me. I messed up. I, 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 didn't, I haven't prayed for, for three days, for a week, for a month. Lord, forgive me. Help me to get back on track. And I don't know about you, but if I get off my track and I, and I immediately begin to worship him, God puts me right back where I need to be. All of a sudden, I, I, I begin to experience his presence, just like right now. You could feel the presence of God as that song was being sung because the joy of the Lord was coming through. The joy of the Lord was coming through that song, and you can feel that. You can see it in their expressions on their face. The love of family, the love of God, it was expressed right here. Amen? Amen. We are mistaken if we think that giving God all of us is too much work. We can think that mistakenly that, oh man, if I give all myself up to God, that's a lot of work. I got I to gotta do this. I got to do that. Here's the problem with that thinking. If you don't, it's a lot more work trying to fix the mess that you leave behind because you didn't dedicate your life 100% to God. Let me tell you, as a pastor, I see that all the time. It's much better if you give yourself to God 100% right now, straight out, rather than just giving a percentage of yourself and then Pastor Rick having to counsel and trying to fix the messes that are left behind. Does that make sense? Yeah. Give God 100%. Amen? Amen? Exodus 19 and verse 5, and it's on your outline as well. This is out of the New American Standard Bible. It says this, Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then, then, everybody say then, then, you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. See, the Lord is saying you are a special treasure to him. But he says when, when, when you obey his voice, when you listen to his voice, and when you obey his voice, you then become a special treasure to him. How many want to be a special treasure to him this morning? Amen? Listen to that voice. And here's, here's the easy thing about the gospel. This book doesn't have to be open and you don't have to be reading it for God to speak to you. God speaks to you through his Holy Spirit. He can speak to you while you're driving over here. He can speak to you when you're at home sitting at the coffee table drinking a cup of coffee 
or at the campground where we were at a couple of weeks ago drinking coffee in the morning, you know, at 5 o'clock in the morning because we couldn't sleep because the Blue Jays were, and the people across the campground were yelling and screaming all night long. God can speak to you. Amen? Amen. He can speak to you and say, don't kill those people over there even though you want to. (laughs) We must be diligent because God wants all of me. Say that with me. God wants all of me. And number two, God wants me to be careful. Now, that word careful, see, what I'm trying to get at is we can get sloppy and not pay attention. We have a person here that was, that's retired from law enforcement. One of the most critical things I would imagine in that field is when you're out on the field, in the field, you have to be careful. That's priority number one. You have to be aware of your surroundings. How many have ever, husbands, men, men of God here, how many have told their wives, be aware of your surroundings when you go out shopping, right? I mean, that's something that us men, we tell our wives. Wives, raise your hand if your husband has told you that, right? Be aware of your surroundings. All of us men have told our wives that. And what happens when we, because I've seen this, we, you, you've seen that person, you're shopping at Walmart. We were there yesterday. Oh, I don't even want to go there. But you're, you get in, you're, you're, you're in the car, you're, you're ready to go, and you see someone get in the car, and they're playing around on their cell phone, and, you know, the doors are unlocked, you know, because you know that they didn't lock them. And they're unaware of their surroundings, of anybody walking up to them, ripping them off, stealing, mugging them. I mean, all sorts of things can happen, right? How many know that? You have to be aware of your surroundings. But what, what happens is we get into the habit or we get so comfortable that nothing's ever happened before. Nothing will ever happen in the future. Wrong. Always be aware of your surroundings. In the same way, spiritually, we must be careful of our surroundings. Amen? Amen. The Bible again said in verse 1 there of chapter 28, it said, being careful to do all his commandments, being aware of his commandments. Are you aware of his commandments this morning? Are you aware of his laws for you? And and why are they there? For your protection. It's no different than when you're raising your child and you create these rules and, and, and things that they have to obey in your household. Why is that? So that it's there for, for their protection to uh, correct them when they need correction to know that, Hey, this is as far as you can go before you hurt yourself. No parent ever said, hey, son, go out in the middle of the street and go fly a kite. You may have wanted to, but you've never said that. No parent's going to do that. And God is, is, is much the same way where he wants us to be careful. This word careful in the Hebrew, the word here is shamar. The first one was shama. This one is shamar, which means being aware. It's a bodyguard. Careful to keep, diligently keep, a doorkeeper, a gatekeeper, give heed to guard, to have charge, heed to yourself, keep, kept watch, maintained, and pay attention. Everybody say, pay attention. attention. Spiritually is what I'm talking about here this morning, with being careful. See, one of the problems we have in this present world is that is that sin just merges in with everything around us. Uh, Just because you come to church doesn't mean you cannot fall 
to sin. Let me say that again. Just because you come to church does not mean you cannot fall to sin. Any one of you, including Pastor Rick, can fall to sin at any given time. That is why we must be careful. Amen? Amen. Making sure of avoiding potential danger spiritually, mishap or harm, being cautious. This is done with thought and careful attention. All of you, it's, it's done with purpose. Amen? Why? Because that's the reality of the world we live in. It's the reality of the world we live in. I, I, I've grown up with three daughters. I have three daughters. And I've, you know, overprotective dads. How many overprotective dads we got here? Come on now, raise your hand, right? All of us are overprotective dads. Roberto, your time is coming. You know, yours are young still. But as they get older, that, that dad in you comes just roaring out and say, like, who is that? Where are you going? You know, you want to know. You want to know. You want to know the lowdown. And, and, and they aren't going anywhere until they tell you and until you know. And so that's what God wants us to be doing spiritually. He wants us to be careful. He wants us to heed. He wants us to be uh, diligent. Amen? Amen? Let me ask you a question this morning. Why is it we can be careful and aware of our surroundings physically? Like when we go to Walmart at 9 o'clock at night. But when we go, like when we go somewhere. But when it comes to spiritual application, we can choose to ignore this. Oh, it's no big deal. Why is it we're so aware of our surroundings when we go to the city, to the big city, San Francisco. When we go to Reno, when we're walking in the pepper mill to the buffet because it's an awesome buffet. And we're, you know, we don't pay attention or we're aware actually of our surroundings. I got my wallet in my front pocket. I want nobody pickpocketing me and so forth. But when it comes to spiritual application, we don't pay attention or we don't care. Let that ring around or roll around in your head this morning. See, the enemy of your soul would like nothing better than to have you ignore the spiritual warnings that are all around you and I this morning. God has given each of you the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Amen? The Holy Spirit, I guarantee you, has already spoken to you this morning. From the moment you got up, you may have chosen to ignore it, that voice. You may have chosen to ignore it or obey it. Don't ignore him. Listen to him when he's speaking to you. Amen? Listen to him. So here's the challenge. When you're tempted to have a drink and you were once an alcoholic... Listen to his voice if you know better. See, for me, and here I'm not preaching against alcohol. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't believe the Bible says that you're going to hell if you drink. No, that's not what I'm saying. But for me, I don't drink. That's, that's one thing as a minister that I, I took that pledge. I'm not going to drink. But what I am saying, if you are an alcoholic and, and you're still drinking, listen to that voice that's telling you, come on, you're better than that. Amen. When the grass looks greener on the other side and you're a married man, married woman, listen to the voice of God. Amen. Grass looks greener, but as you get closer, you realize they need fertilizer on that grass, right? It just looks good from far away. <laughs> or it could be faint, uh, painted fake grass, exactly. Nowadays, you never know. When you're tempted to act out irrationally and yell and cuss out somebody with foul language at the, at the store, at the department store, because of terrible customer service, 
Listen to that voice inside that's telling you, chill, calm down. It's not worth it. Amen. Amen? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But, I mean, never mind. <laughs> All of us have been there, right? Where, where we've had bad customer service. But enough of the dollar store. Okay. When you're tempted to do what you already know is wrong or sin, listen to the voice of God. I don't know about you, but I know there's certain things, certain lines I don't cross. I, don't cro- I, I may come up to that, but that's it. I, I can't cross that line. Hopefully you have a line in the sand drawn somewhere for things that have affected you. Because the blessing is this. There's blessing in obedience. There's blessing. See, once I cross that line, I can't go back the same. Now I'm tainted. I'm scarred. I have collateral damage. There's things that happen as a result of this. Amen? But if I, if I stay on this side, the blessings of obedience will follow. God will reward that person for being obedient. How many have seen that? Amen? Amen. 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 Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 16, also on your outline from the English Standard Version says this. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. Wow. I mean, straight from the word of God. Not, Not my words, straight from the word of God. And then our final point, point number three. God wants to open doors for me. How many know that God wants to open a door for you? How, how many have, have sought God and said, Lord, if this is the job you want, if this is the time to retire, if, if, if the, you know, huge decision, if this is the home you want, Lord, open that door. How many have prayed for things like that? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's starting a family. Maybe it's uh, moving, relocating, whatever it is. It starts with prayer and God will open that door or he'll keep that door shut. He knows what the best thing is at that time in your life. Amen? See, again, if it's left up to our natural way of thinking, we can be rather impulsive, can't we? We can just walk into that uh, auto dealership and buy a car right there on the spot. If it was up to us sometimes, if we didn't take our spouse that would control us, that manages the money and say, no, we can't do that right now, right? We would do things like that irrationally. Our Father in Heaven knows exactly what is best for you and I. Amen? Oftentimes the problem is we think we know what's best for for myself and for my wife and for my children. I always have to make sure I I consult God and say, Lord, is this the best way to do this? this? Is this what I need to be doing right now? Amen? How we should live our life. How I treat others all comes from God. He helps me to be able to do that. The simple truth here, it's very simple, is that God Almighty created you and I and gave us simple, basic laws, guidelines to follow in order that His purpose would be fulfilled in our lives. See, He has given you a God-created purpose for your life. And, And it takes some time, some years to discover what that is. But finally, when you discover and walk in obedience, blessings will follow. How many can testify that once you began to listen to the the voice of God and walk in obedience, all of a sudden these amazing blessings began to fall? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Amen? Amen. But conversely, 
here's what happens. If you don't follow in obedience, you'll never know those blessings. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, the Bible says, spends the rest of chapter 28 all the way through, through I think, verse 64, um, 68, talking about curses. When you don't walk in obedience, when you walk in disobedience, curses actually become a part of your life. Why am I always broke? My car's always breaking down. This happened. That happened. And it's not just a one-time event. Continually, continually, continually. Why? God's trying to get your attention. He's trying to go like this and shake the tree and say, Hey, I'm talking to you. And finally, that's what we need. Some of us need that. Some of us, unfortunately, need to hit rock bottom. Need the cars to stop working, the mortgage payment to get overdue, the job to get on you, the wife to be yelling at you, the dog to not even be coming up to you. I mean, some of you need all that to get you to say, God, I need your help, and become obedient and begin to follow him. Amen? Now, that's not what I would advise you to do. I would just say, hey, listen to God straight out the gate, and blessings will follow. Blessings will follow. Amen? God wants to open doors for me. Verse 12, if you go to chapter 28, verse 12 on your outline, it says this, The Lord will open for you. Who opens it for you? The Lord does. See, here's the problem. What we, you and I can do, we can do this. Boom! Kick that door down and go marching through it. Now that's a problem. Did you consult God? Did, did God want you to go get that new job? Did God want you to... I've heard of some people say this. Well, God wants me to get a divorce and marry that man because God's called me to be a missionary. I've actually heard that. It's like, what are you smoking? You know, that's, that's so unbiblical. God, that's not what God... God would never tell you that. Right. Amen? Amen? Be careful what doors you go through. God will open the door for you. Amen? God opens those doors. Our Father in heaven, again, knows exactly what is best for you and I. When we step out of his spiritual covering, because remember again, when, one we're, when we are walking in obedience, we have a spiritual covering over us. It's a spiritual covering. Wherever you go, you can go here to Lake Tahoe. You can go to Hawaii. You can go to Micronesia. The spiritual covering is on you wherever you go because you're walking in obedience but, listen to this, if we go against his word, or when we step out of his spiritual covering, or go against what his word declares, such as living together, such, the Bible calls this fornication. Sleeping with someone other than your spouse, the Bible calls this adultery. Or it could be going through a door that the, that the Lord has closed for you already. How many have had a door closed to you where God didn't want you to go through that door? How many have had a door, a spiritual door? Anybody raise your hand. If, and that could be a door of um, uh, no more drugs for you. He took those drugs away. He, he, he took a vice away from you. Maybe it was gambling. Maybe it was pornography. Who knows? It could have been a, a vice. And he took that away. He closed that door. He said, no more. And you've obeyed that. There will be blessings that follow when you do that. Amen? God is a good, good God. When we go against his word, when we don't listen, or no, worse yet, 
We listen, but we don't obey. When we go against his word, you become cursed. Everybody say the word cursed. cursed. Even just to say that word, how, how do you say cursed in Micronesian? You know, like, it's not a blessing, it's the opposite of blessing. It's cursed when you have a, a bad thing upon you, always. Rihanna? Don't listen to Rihanna, okay? So, Rihanna. Oh, Liana. Okay, Riala. 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 But don't listen to Rihanna anyways. So when we go against God's word, we get Riala in our lives. It's a curse. It's a curse that's upon you. Verses 15 through 68 of chapter 28 talk about the curses in your life that will be upon you when you walk in disobedience. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have verses 15 through 68 upon my life. I don't want to have Riala or Rihanna in my life. I want to have blessings in my life. Amen? Amen. Here's the truth. When God sees you doing your part, developing what He has given you, each of you have a gift, a blessing from Him, then He will do His part. And He will open doors for you that no man can open and no man can shut. Amen? He alone will open doors for you. He's opened doors for Robert in his job and his health. He's opened doors for him. He's opened doors for Wayne and Irene to experience blessings in their life. He's, ex- he's opened doors for Garland and his family that no man could open. Amen. Amen? I could go on and on and on. Each one of you have a story. Each one of you. Amen? God wants to open doors for you, but He's not going to open the door for you if you're living in sin. That's right. He's not it's not going to happen. You can pray till you're blue, till you're purple, till you're red, whatever color you want to think of. It's not going to happen. Amen? Yeah. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8, as I'm getting ready to close, and the NIV says this, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will open a door that no one can shut, says the Lord. He alone can open those doors. So here's what I want to say in concluding. Perhaps you've hesitated to obey God's word in the past completely. Because you were afraid of the consequences of that decision. Oh, I'm going to have to start doing this or doing that. But here the Lord's command is for you to fear Him above all else. When I say the word fear, it means to respect. To respect Him above all else. Doesn't, Doesn't mean to be afraid of Him. To respect Him and honor Him above everything. This same sovereign, omnipotent God who keeps your heart beating every morning, every day, all day long and the planets orbiting our solar system. This same God is the same God who desires your whole heart. He doesn't want just the Sunday believer. He doesn't want the Sunday Wayne, the Sunday Irene. And I'm just picking on you because you're in the front row. He doesn't want the Sunday Bianca. He wants the Sunday through Monday Sunday through Saturday, the whole week, 24-7, 365 believer. That's who he wants, amen? Amen. Are you willing to accept that challenge and say, okay, Lord, I want to be obedient. I don't know where it's going to lead me, 
but I know you have the best plans for me. Are you willing to accept that challenge today? Amen? Amen. Amen. Here's what I know, and we read this scripture earlier. Matthew 6.33 said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be given to you. I mean, it's that simple. It really is. We, we can complicate it as people. We tend to put spins on it, but it's really simple. God Almighty is saying, seek him first and all his righteousness, and all these blessings will follow upon your life. Your marriage will be blessed. Your relationship with your kids, your stepkids, your foster kids, your grandkids will be blessed. Your job, your place of employment will be blessed because you're there. You're there. It'll be a blessing. Those are the things that God is saying that he wants to bless you with and much, much more. When you choose to obey the Lord this morning, he will bless you. This is because obedience always leads to blessing. Say that again with me one more time. Obedience always leads to blessing. And then finally, as I finish, I always tell people who don't understand why God is asking them to do a certain thing, that if they will obey him, he will reward them with a sense of peace and joy and comfort like they've never had before. How many remember the very first time they experienced a peace, a joy, a comfort, maybe in the middle of your storm, maybe it's every day now that you experience that like I do that I never used to experience before as a non-believer. God is so good, amen? God is so good. Therefore, I challenge you today, set a goal to obey the Lord and watch Him work in your life. Obedience leads to blessing. 